0: Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less.
1: Uh, Hi, Bob. I heard last week when you were talking about millennials regretting the purchase of a home because of the cost of upkeep. Right. Are there any rules of thumb that you can use to determine the annual cost of upkeep?
0: Uh, fantastic question. And that that doesn't just affect uh, millennials buying, it also has to do with, you know, a budget. Uh what what it costs you over the years, can you afford the home in your retirement years? What's it costing you for the upkeep? It's important and it's too bad that nobody talks about these things, but it's difficult. People don't realize how much upkeep actually is. And there's a lot of variables that go into upkeep. You know, if you buy a newer home, you know, presumably you're not gonna have that much in the way of upkeep, you know, for you know, for 10 years or so. If you buy an older home, it's probably a lot higher. But a rule of thumb I've always used in trying to, you know, to 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 build models to figure this thing out is basically you take the insurance replacement cost of your home and divide it by 40. Um, if you use 40 if you have a newer home and you use 30 if it's older so the uh, the the two will give it'll give you a little spread there it's not an exact science but it at least gives you a Paul a ballpark idea of what it's going to cost you because when you think about it you know you got to paint the house you've got to you know do the windows every so often you've got to you know replace the heating system and the roof every so often and some of these things break down over the years, and you got to put them in, into, you know, you got to have somebody come in and fix them for you. So there are, there's a lot of upkeep, and it's, it's, it's more expensive than people realize. Because right now, when, when, the, when the millennials buy a home, they don't figure anything into the upkeep. And that's the problem, and it's going to be there, and it becomes problematic. Because when you, when you look at those numbers and what it actually costs you, and you say, geez, wow, to, you know, to you know, to to keep up a three hundred thousand dollar home, it's like can be like ten grand a year or whatever that number might be. You start looking at that, breaking it down on the monthly basis, and that's money's not going into your four hundred one k or your five twenty nine plan to save for college, and now you're behind the eight ball. That's a problem. Right. That gets a little scary. So. Cost you
1: know, wise. Right. I I remember the uh the rule of thumb being something
0: like uh. 10% of
1: the, uh, was it 10%? I'm
0: sorry. Uh, probably 5%. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, lot, of, lot of banks, when you're an investor, they, they, well, this is interesting, right? This is how the, how the, you know, the, the uh, private market works. You go for a loan for a commercial property, and one of the things they want you to do is they want to sh- you to, to, to show that you're putting money aside for maintenance and upkeep. And I think the number they use is 5%. Okay. I would think 5% would work now with the the housing market having grown over the
1: last, you know, several years. I guess the cost of the house is kind of relative. That can fluctuate. Just a few years ago, Bob, you might've been able to get something for 200,000 that now is 350. So you're, you're, you're almost doubled in, in value over the, I don't know, say seven or seven yeah. or eight years.
0: Uh, the real estate's been a great investment since, uh, since around 2012, 13, when the, when the real estate market bottomed. So it's, uh, it's moved up a lot, but, uh, Whenever you're buying a home, one thing you just want to make sure you do when you're looking at affordability is that you build something in for upkeep because it's going to be there. When you're in your it's a good number to kind of have a grasp on and follow over the years because when you're in your retirement years and money starts to become an issue, you want to know what it's going to cost to upkeep that house over the next 20, 30 years of your retirement because it can be substantial. And when push comes to shove in your retirement years monetarily, one of the smartest things you can consider doing is downsizing to help reduce the cost of the upkeep. It can add a lot of money to the bottom line for you. And that's something a lot of people miss because it's not, it's not right in front of you. You know, you're not replacing a roof every year. These numbers, they, they aren't in front of you all the time. So if you build it into your budget, what you have to do, uh, whatever that number happens to be, and you put it in front of yourself as a monthly expense, and you have a uh, say up. You set up a, se- a separate bank account for maintenance and upkeep, and you treat that as a legitimate expense. You're going to realize how much money you're setting aside to do those kinds of things, and then it, then it kind of hits home. But when you don't have that, it's tough to it's tough to see. Right? Yeah, Bobby.
1: We've talked about it many times, and I, I, I'm a total convert. You know, the the sooner you can get out ahead of, of downsizing, the better. All that money compounds. So you're saving money on upkeep. You're saving money on property taxes. You have le- less uh, things, le- a smaller home to heat. All those all those costs end up growing. So the, you, you do that for 10, 20 years. It adds up. We know how things compound. And if you're investing that money, then it, it can grow in the market. So it just says a, it's a win-win-win. Sooner-
0: yeah, I actually I ran the numbers on that one day for somebody trying to illustrate the point. And basically, I used a three thousand square foot home uh, versus a fifteen hundred square foot home just to kind of keep the numbers in line. and if the if you kept the money in your investment portfolio over a twenty year period, twenty to thirty year period, the difference was about three to four hundred thousand dollars of what you would have in your investment portfolio by downsizing. Mm-hmm. Think about how far that can go, sure. Four hundred thousand dollars is amazing.. Uh,
1: so yeah, instead of doing trying to downsize late when you're, you're 70, try to do it when you're 60 or 55 even, you know, if you right. can, assuming you know it, it all works out and you're in the point in your life where it makes sense. Instead of delaying it, because it's easy to stay put, you know, uh, it's just, it,
0: and it becomes easier to stay put the older you get, and that's another mental game people play with themselves. Is that I will you know move out of my house uh, when I really start to get old. Well, what happens is people don't do it. And because they, as, you, as we age, part of the the natural, progress, the natural progression of the human mind on aging is to become resistant to making any changes. I, I, I use the example of my grandmother all the time. When, when my grandmother was younger, uh, we, we'd go out to eat to all kinds of different places. She'd be more than willing to try all these different types of foods. But as she started getting up there in age, and I, w- I'd go out to eat with her, the only, she had to go to the same place all the time get the same meal and would not deviate from it try to get her out for for indian food or thai or chinese no way was that going to happen so just a, a, a you know quick uh, realization that that's what happened she knew what she liked and she and didn't want to take it. any chances exactly so try to think about what it would be like to try to move when you're 80 it's not going to happen you're going to want to stay put so uh you know that's a uh, uh, a challenge for people. So you want to think think about that ahead, and it's hard to. People don't realize how our thought processes change as we age. It's amazing how we actually change as as we age, and the different life uh, as life events happen and things go on. Another good one, just to throw out there. Are folks who think, "Oh, when my kids get through college, that's it. I'm not spending any more money on those kids. Nothing. I want every dime I have for my retirement." Well, guess what? You know, at that point in time, that seems to make sense to you. But as you age, you start thinking more and more about uh, leaving money to the next to the next generation and helping your kids and grandchildren. And then pretty soon, you're spending more money on your kids that you didn't you, that you weren't planning on. So you want to think about those things and and just build into your plans as hard as it is to do, a what-if-I-change-my-mind variable, because it will change. That, I can guarantee. Can't guarantee hardly anything else, but I can guarantee that's going to happen to you. Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful, and if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at FinancialFridays.com.